Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media. A good story is a good story. Hosted by Marsha Casper Cook. Live shows every week with interesting interviews in the entertainment field with writers, producers, directors, and screenwriters. There's also shows about newsworthy topics and group discussions about writing tips to help writers reach success. New to the show are conversations about personal struggles and how to feel good about yourself in today's world. One thing's for sure, it's always a lively conversation and lots of fun. So sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. It's Marsha, and we have a great show today, and we do have someone that has reached success over and over and over. That's Robert W. Walker, and he will be talking. We're going to, I was going to have an open conversation. Marta was supposed to be doing this, so I probably will open the chat, but it's a little difficult to do when it's just one of us, but Robert has done so many different things there's no problem we have so much to talk about and i want to let him tell you a little bit about himself and then we'll just go on with the show and there's quite a bit to talk about today hi robert i'm so glad you came on today and i'm glad we had our conversation last week and so tell everybody a little bit about yourself hi marcia yeah i um well i was born in mississippi corinth mississippi uh, where my father lived. After the war, he was a veteran and unable to find work. He uh, moved us up to Chicago. So I, I grew up in Chicago. Matter of fact, I spent a lot of time on Michigan Avenue. My That's where I am. First job after, That's where I first am. Job after that college. That's where I am. <laughs> yeah, first job was at the American Dietetic Association, which is based on Michigan Avenue. You know what, Michigan Avenue is a great, you know, Michigan Avenue, I mean, it's just like a name. You know, that's why I actually called my show Michigan Avenue, because I think to me, that's like Chicago. To me, that's what I feel like. It's not, it's a, it's a exclusive part of Chicago, but it's just beautiful, you know. And so when I saw you that you were from Chicago, that you had been here at Northwestern, no less, which is a great school. Hi, guys. Hi, Marta. Hi, Marta. Sorry, Marta, I you? I thought it was eleven thirty. <laughs> oh, all right, sorry. So I it's okay. Welcome. I'll open the chair. Welcome, Marta. So, okay. I'm gonna Welcome open the there, chair. Marta. Okay. All right. Okay, Robert, finish. Go ahead. So sorry. Well, I was saying though, that's where the art institute is, and on Tuesdays you can go in free. Um, I love the art institute and the museums, all down there and downtown uh, Chicago. It's a different world. Beautiful. Yes, it is. It is. Yes. You know, and, and the Art that's Institute, you, I, like you said, yeah, that's like, those are the things that really are Chicago. You know, they everybody here is, you know, Chicago this, Chicago that, and it's not this, it's, but it is a beautiful place, and it's, a, you know, really great to be Michigan Avenue is where you catch the uh, the boats down the Michigan, on the uh, Chicago oh, yeah. River. Yeah, it is beautiful. You know, the boats, you know, the I've said this before on my show, the only problem about Lake Michigan is like when you are in, Lake, you know, when you're, you know, you're down there and it's winter time, 
it's I'm I don't swim naturally, so it's so scary looking to me the waves. But it's beautiful in the summer, but in the winter for me, it's like kind of you know it's really scary because it's just dark. <laughs> and when you go on Lakeshore mm-hmm. Drive. You know, in the summer, yeah. everything is so beautiful. But then when it gets to be winter, it doesn't look the same. It's like a different city when it's, the you know, winter. Yeah. Scary. During, uh, during the Irish days, uh, they they turned that river into Green Green River. Yeah, they do. The Green, I know, when the dailies were in. I know. Every, well, now they still do it, I think. But, yeah. It, it, and, you know, so these out. are the things about I Chicago. <laughs> I forgot about that. We never talk about the Green on, uh, yeah, St. Patrick's Day. I could look out my uh, office window and watch them turn the river green. It is it is exciting it. how they used to do that. I know. I mean, it is because it's, you know, Chicago, I mean, I do love Chicago. And now from people that I talk to all the time now, we always thought our weather was strange, you know, like really cold, really hot, really windy. Mm-hmm. But now compared to everybody else, this is like we have the best weather ever <laughs> compared to everybody else. You know, yeah. that's because it, it's scary other places now. Now, the, I, I mean, the rain and everything. I mean, yeah. I place most of my novels background is Chicago since I know it so well. Right, and that's you know what I do too because I don't travel much. I'm not a flyer, so I do that. You know, I do place you know Michigan Avenue for me. That's you know I just like mm-hmm. it there. You know that's why I use it a lot. But all right, so let's Marta. I, I opened the chat, yes. but I I don't know how you got on. No, I opened the you, chat just now. Yeah, it's on the chat. But okay. Yeah, I know. Right, Marta, I why, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, and then we're going to go. We'll move on. Yeah. Oh, I'm a, a promoter and author. I'm sorry, I'm late. I I thought it was 11:30. Oh, uh, my <laughs> clocks are wrong. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, uh, what's more to tell about myself? I write. I promote. I talk on the radio. I get my times mis- mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You should tell folks about your mice of Barnesville. Yeah, you know, I, I, you're the one that introduced me to Robert, you know, because of Spring Fling, and um, I kept seeing his name out there because <laughs> he's uh, he's very he's he's participating in that a lot, you know, and uh, it's it's over tomorrow, right? Uh, Spring Fling, it's the last yes, closing it ceremony. It is, yeah, yeah, yes, and, and uh, you go I to the Spring Fling page for the closing ceremony. <laughs> Yeah, well, right. So people don't know, right? Yeah, I know. I know. And it's been a month long. So, you know, I think that yeah. it's a very long, you know, but there's a lot of readers in there and authors and people made friendships from being on there. So I think that's a good thing. You know, it's it's nice to have some nice that are doing the thing. That's a summer fling. And the I, I did just find out how to... I did find out how to screen calls, <laughs> which is what I was well, doing when I was uh, late. And we had the summer fling so and the winter put, games. Winter games. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah, right. But yeah, we've yeah, had this yeah. issue with mice. In your house? And Robert was so helpful. He he um, edited my um, my little 
first book of my little series. And yeah, we do, we're he's doing taught me though. so much. He's taught me so much over the years. And Marcia's taught me. I, I edit, and she markets for me. Yes, and, and I know that. Oh, you know, and I wanted to ask, a, you know, I wanted to ask a couple of questions, you know, about, you know, just the things that, you know, you do. I mean, you do horror writing, you do different genres, and I think a lot of people that are listening probably, you know, you can switch genres. I think people, you know, I sometimes say it's really good in one way to write the same genre because it's so much easier to market. But then again, if a story comes to someone's head, they might want to do another, mm-hmm. you know, another genre. But some people only stay in one genre. So I, I, don't, I mean, I go back and forth thinking I'm not in one genre. But I think from a marketing standpoint, it does is easier, but you have switched your genre. So do you want to talk yeah, a little I, bit I, about what made you do those things, how you decided to switch genres? Well, I, I, I grew up uh, on Mark Twain, and I was always amazed at how he switched genres. He went from nonfiction to fiction. He did uh, boys' books, and he did adult books. And that always amazed me, you know. I was uh, influenced by that and, uh, and inspired. Uh, I call him my uh, spiritual guide. Um, I wrote my first novel in emulation and imitation of Mark Twain. It's it's called uh, Daniel Webster Jackson in the Wrong Way and Railway. And at, at its root, it uh, has the uh, Underground Railroad. It, it was a book I had to do research on. And, uh, and I, I wrote it in the Twain, the voice of Twain. Which is a hard voice, which is hard. That's hard to capture. Yeah, I wrote it in ice. Robert actually taught me how to do that. So he's really really wonderful as a teacher and um, an editor and a a mentor, (laughs) as well as being a writer. It's a a whole different category of of what people do. Because not everybody can actually explain what they do. So that's always a good thing when you can help other people to, you know, because not everybody knows everything. We're not born knowing everything about writing. <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice. Sorry, nice. We aren't. I read, a book, I read no. a book by Jerome Stern called Making Shapely Fiction. And it was like the guy called into my head and told me how I do what I do. It was an amazing book, and I used it for my classes, my creative writing classes. And um, then I got the nerve to write up my own how-to, which is called uh, Dead On Writing. And yeah, I just, I just, uh, I just sent. I'm. It, it's on Amazon, and I just uh, bought it today so I could read. You know, because I think it, you can always learn new things, and I so I think yeah, it's for, you know it's, I encourage people dis- to try to do that. Yeah. I subtitled it uh, for the dysfunctional writer in us all because we all have dysfunctional yeah. moments in our writing. Well, you think? I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> we have more than people think we do. Yeah, it's, it's like very difficult to process. It's like painting, any kind of art, sculpting. You start out with it a is. blank form, and it's scary. It's scary it to get it on. 
So what do you tell people start, though? Uh, what, what do you tell people when they start? You know, because a lot of times people start and then they just think they have writer's block. But if they would continue on, maybe it would go away. What's yeah, your tell, advice I to people them, that do that? I tell them, you know, the blank page is empty. You have to fill it up. You know, it's your job to fill it up. Like it's a sculptor's job to take the stone and make something of it. Right. And bring it to exactly. life. Or the yeah. artist. You know, the painter, he starts with a blank canvas. Um, but you can't let the canvas scare you to the point where you right. can't write. Yeah. Right, exactly. But right, It could be scary. And I think even people that have written 10, 20 books, there's still each one you write is a different. You know, it's, it's just different. Because when you sit down there, there you are, and you've got to come up with a story. Mm-hmm. And if you quit too fast, like yeah. a lot of writers do, it's not good. They have to continue on. This is hard. I mean, if for me, I'd say for me, bits and pieces come to my story. I don't know how you feel about it, Marta. I mean, a lot of times I'm sitting doing something else and something comes up and then I go, oh, and I write it down so I don't forget. It's just something that I'll use later, but it just came to me out of nowhere. Yeah, and sometimes it's a short story idea, a novella idea, or a novel idea. It depends on the size of the concept and, and the number sometimes of it's a short and, story that that uh develops into yeah. something way way more <laughs> well right yeah. you never you don't a writer right. doesn't always know that right you don't sometimes you know and sometimes yeah. people try so hard to keep writing words that don't even belong yeah. in the story they just want word count it's not always yeah, the word first... count that matters yeah, my first novel, uh, I was just going to do a short story, and it turned out to be chapter one. That right. was the Mark okay. Twain book. It was, <laughs> right. it was supposed to be a s- sequel to it. When did you start sequel. writing, Robert? Rob? Uh, well, that was like, um, in a sense, I started researching uh, as a kid in fourth grade because I was researching my Salem witchcraft book, but I didn't know I was going to do a book on it until much later, but... I call it the book I was meant to write, um, okay. the Salem Witchcraft book, uh, Children of Salem. And uh, I was doing reading. I was reading every book I could get on it, so that's research. Uh, so in a sense, I started in fourth grade because the, well, my fourth grade teacher said, don't don't pay any attention to that footnote. That's It's a footnote because it's unimportant. But I went immediately to the library and I looked it up, and I found quite a number of books on it. Right. So um, that kind of get me got me started, but I didn't finish my first book until I was in high school, and that was the the Mark Twain book, uh, Daniel and the Wrong Way to Railway. That was supposed to be a sequel to Huckleberry Finn because I, I was angry at Twain because there was no sequel to, to Huckleberry. Uh, he started one, but I never finished it. See, there, see I, I think a lot of people probably feel like, you know, authors of the past that were so successful, They, a lot of them didn't feel successful when they were writing. They became successful, mm-hmm. like, after they're gone, too, a lot, you know, a lot of people. And so I think yeah. that's the other thing. None of us know that one day that somebody might pick up our books and, just re you know revamp whatever it was 
and it becomes really successful. Nobody knows that because you just don't know what's going to happen. So that's why they have to write it. They can't. You can't just leave it. You have to finish. You know, and you know, and people in the past, the authors didn't. Right? Yeah. You don't know. You know. I mean, somebody if they like, ever somebody like Clint Eastwood might might pick it up. He's got. He's got. A, he before the writers <laughs> strike, I think. He has a lot, lot of movies that were probably he's been working on because he has he's always working, no matter what. Yep. And I think everything is a standstill now, so I don't know how much longer this is going to go on. It's not good, and um, so they're filling TV now and all the Netflix and everything with with movies, and it, it might be good for some people because some of these movies and things that they're filling are ones that they just had and they didn't really push it. And then there are now people watching it because, you know, that's what happens now because there's not a lot of new things. If they took the Honeymooners and they used the same scripts, they would have (laughs) a a top-rated show. Lucy, same script, new actors. They wouldn't do a killing. It would be a killing. You know why? Because Lucy, Uh, like even when people watch Lucy, they have that now on usually Christmas time or something, they they have it on. And sometimes Hello? people that never had watched it. No, that's my phone. I'm at... Hello? No, I, no I love Lucy. That's another line. Marta. Yes, I know. Another I'm line. trying to answer it. Hello? 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 No. Wait, 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 wait one second. Hold on a second. They're not muted. They're on. Hi, it's Marsha. Hi, did you want to ask a question? Is it? I, I'm it's oh, Vicky. I'm here to ask oh, hi, a question. Vicky. Oh, okay. How good. are you? Okay. Hi, Robert. I'm good. I'm good. Hello. It's Vicky. Hi, Marcia. Hi, Robert. Nice to meet hi. you. Nice hi. To meet you. Um, hi. You, you want to ask a question of Robert? Yeah, go ahead. I, I do. Uh, Robert, you've written in a lot of different genres. Um I have as well, and I'm curious, what makes you switch to a different genre? My my brain is, I don't know, I've got so much going on in my head. <laughs> right. Um, right. But, I, I, you know, I love the, the challenge of a new genre. It's got to be challenging, and you get an idea, and sometimes the idea does not fit murder, mystery, or suspense. It fits uh, historical novels, which I do, um, and uh, or it fits uh, category. Of, I need a monster. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's just a var- I, as I as I said earlier, uh, I was so impressed with Mark Twain going from here to there, and um, he he was such a versatile author. I, I wanted to be that versatile. Uh, so that yeah. kind of started it. I, I hate. I never want to write the same book twice, and right. and the publishers want you to stay in one category, and I, I resisted that. Yeah. Um, I kind of lost. The, I burned a lot of bridges as, as a result of that, and I had to go into indie publishing as a result of that because the publishers, once you get a, a hit like um, uh, Killer Instinct, and it's gone on for. It went on for for the publisher only uh, like six books. I had to continue it 
I wasn't done with it. I wasn't done with the characters. And I've got 17 books uh, as a result. Wow. Thanks, thanks, thanks wow. to uh, That's Amazon. That's great. Thank you. Thank you, Marcia. Oh, you're welcome, Vicky. Thank you, Thank Thank you, you Vicky. Around. Vicky, Vicky, you know what? Vicky does yeah. a lot on TikTok. So why don't you tell everybody how they could find you? Oh. Because you you're, you're out there every is... day giving tips. Yeah. Yep. Vicky Stiefel, author. Yes. Or, uh, no, I, that's it, I think. Vicky Stiefel, author. Vicky yeah. Carol. Yeah, because I know she's on TikTok um, giving tips for people, and they're good tips. Ma- yeah, Marcia can give it to you. It's the okay. last, my spell, the spelling of my last name is impossible. So, Marcia can give on it Facebook. to you. Okay, I will, I will put it, you know what, after, after the show, Vicky, I'll put it out on the show page, okay? And, and then oh, maybe fine. we'll just put it out. Yeah, yeah. You know, thank um, you because you give a lot of advice. All right, thank you so much for calling. And uh, thanks, my pleasure. A lot of TikTok, so listen in. All right, bye. Thank Happy you. Bye bye. <laughs> appreciate yeah, appreciate right. your thank support. You. Yeah, yeah. Vicky was on my show several weeks ago, and she's become a friend now. She's very good on TikTok. She just. That's what she's thinking yeah. at the time, which is good. I, I think TikTok is pretty good. You know, um, I know people, a lot of people don't want it. You don't always have to talk on TikTok. You can put your books on without. So I didn't want to forget to tell people that. They can put their books on with music, and it's it's okay. If you feel like it, you can go live on there, which she does, which is gutsy, but she's doing Vicky, it. So oh, Vicky thing. always supports my comments. Yes, yes, and which is nice, you know. Marta does support comments, and this is Marta has got me into supporting comments. And I think if people are listening out there, I think you know, writers like that. And we stopped doing that for many. You know, they used to do it years ago. Then they weren't doing it. Now they're doing it again. And I think it's always good to have some comments because it does help, and it keeps the conversation going. And so I think that's a good thing. And Vicky has become someone that does that now too. So that's a good thing, right, Marta? I mean, that's what you say about. Oh, it's a fabulous thing. Yes, if you it pushes it up in the algorithm on Facebook so that the post shows more to more people. Yeah, yeah. And and I think you're best off if you ask a question to keep things going. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Which I don't usually do. Yeah. I think, you know, whatever people can do to get out there, but I will say one thing. If you think nobody is looking at your what you're putting out, they are. They're just scrolling, though. They're not liking or they're not sharing because they don't want to get involved, which is fine, too. But they do. I really believe they do see it. But So if you're looking at a, a post and you don't see anything, it doesn't mean nobody's seen it. They just don't want to be involved by liking it or sharing it or anything. So I do believe people are seeing these things, but uh, they don't want to make a comment or a like. They don't. They they just don't want to do it anymore. Whatever the reason is, that's what's happened. I think, you know. But I do one believe people scroll. One of my best advice uh, is for young writers is to go to the conferences and uh, meet. Uh, writers and you'll find that most writers are very even the you know the guest uh, speakers 
if you can find them in the bar, um, you will uh, find that they are friendly and avail- they make themselves available for advice. Yeah. I got great advice from Dean, Dean Kuntz. Gave me great advice. Uh, yeah, see, yeah, I think writers do like to do that, but I think unfortunately, COVID, a lot of people that I've had on my shows who used to go to conferences yep. don't go anymore. And that's what's happened. Yes. They're doing a lot of Zooms, and then they're on radio shows, podcasts, yep. because that's at least they can get out that way. But they stopped going, you know, and uh, that is where people used to go and meet people. But they don't, a lot of them don't oh, yeah. do that now. So, I mean, well, you know, kind of back I mean, now. yeah, now I know people they're that are kind of starting return. to go. Most of them have returned by now. Uh, yeah. Conferences. Yeah, but but there's still zooms. There's still a lot of zooms, you know, and I, you know, actually yeah. people have said that the zooms uh, bring them a lot of people sometimes because sometimes they well, when they used to go to bookstores, but people don't go to bookstores like they did, and mm-hmm. they're not as successful for people. But on a Zoom call, they seem to be more successful than they were at a bookstore because yeah. the bookstores aren't promoting like they should. You know, the bookstores could have helped authors. So how do you feel about that? Because that's a good thing to talk about. The bookstores, and and now I see signs in some bookstores, oh, we accept indie authors. Well, thank you very much. I mean, they didn't, okay? And they Mm -hmm. only wanted the top 10 books of whatever genre to be out. So what do you tell people about what happened? What do you think happened with the bookstores? And what advice would you give people about that? Because it's bad that they don't have signings anymore. The bookstores, um, they don't want to be bothered. Uh, it's too yeah. much trouble. Uh, they, uh, you know, they, they have to order the books. Uh, right. They want you to do all the work. They, they want you to yes. do all of that. Actually, now I've found that um, there's a company that sets up uh, signings. They set up the signing, and it's in, all, in grocery stores. Really? And wow. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Sort of They're actually I think setting that's a wonderful, wonderful idea. People are yeah. setting up t- um, signings at um, fairs too. Yes. Yeah, book fairs. You mean at uh, jewelry fairs and all oh, the yeah, fairs? Book, mean everything? Book fairs. Kind of, yeah. No, I'm, I'm talking about um, farmers markets. Festi- um, oh. Festivals. Fairs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fairs, okay. festivals. Yeah. Local festivals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, that's good. The grocery store, the grocery store, you have to bring your own table, tablecloth, yeah. signs. Yeah, that's it. I know. The, and the books. They, they don't order the books. You have to bring your books. Right. So right. you have to get, get your yeah, publisher. Yeah, right. Nobody wants to. Right. I know. I know. I, but I, I think I've that sounds a, like a promising idea that maybe, you know, would be a good idea for, you know, actually grocery stores. I think that would give a more community. Really? Kroger, so I think Kroger, Kroger is Mariano's in Chicago. I think Kroger in Chicago is Mariano's. Mm-hmm. Kroger used to be here. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's a good idea. I can check that out too. You know, and and that, those are the good things for people. You know, to go and they meet people. You know, I think that's. It, yeah. and, you know, people like to meet authors. You know, when I used to go to kids up near, to the schools, they love it. Set up, set up near the flowers. Yeah, that's where everybody. I'm wondering if those are the book readers. The book readers I'm wondering the people if people shouldn't try and set up in restaurants too. 
They, there is there are yeah, restaurants here, but um, that have started a lot to do of that. book launches. Uh, book launches to do that. Uh, they get all their friends. Yeah. And everybody yeah. else in the restaurant gets excited. Even bars. I've I've seen people do bars. Yeah, Actually, they I've have done that. Books is really yeah. Funerals. Yeah. 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 It's just not as much as it used to be. Car. Do you have yeah. that? You know. Yeah. Remember, remember. I think. Uh, I think. Um, who did it? There with. Um, I'm trying to think. In in the past years ago, that's what people did. They went in the car and they just brought books and they just toured. You know, they just went places and brought books. You know, and those yeah. are the authors that are still were around. You know, uh, and they were very popular because of that. You know, but I think now things are just yeah. it becomes so different. People don't do those things, but. On the other hand, this is why people don't get out there either. You know, you can't, you have to push yourself because a lot of these things, it is not easy to do all this, you know. And like for, certainly well, for children's books, like children's books, the kids, Scholastic is the only one that used to bring books to the schools. And I would be, go there sometimes to schools and they put me on the outside. Everybody else was in the library, but independent. And then they stopped doing it. And the kids love to talk to the authors. They don't want, like yep. the schools, what they do is they get a box of scholastic books and they put it out. They don't get to talk to the authors. They're just books. But yep. kids love that. They really do. You know, I mean, maybe first some of the old. First, first rejection first I ever got was from Scholastic. Scholastic. Yeah, they're they're impo- they're yeah I know <laughs> they really are not they're you know they're tough you know but a lot of times scholastic yeah. you know when they send the books they also were putting in books that they didn't but they approved of you know it, it was very unfair you know and I think well this market yeah. as we all know could be better for everybody everybody independence yeah. and, and yeah. it doesn't matter if you're an established author for years and years it's not easy either. But you just gotta keep going. Yeah, so I wanted to talk I wanted to talk author, a little bit about AI too with you. The author by at a signing has to be so enthusiastic. They can't sit there and read a newspaper. I've exactly. <laughs> Have you? Yes, not good. <laughs> that myself, is definitely not good. Myself, I've thrown the book across the room and into into people's uh carts. Yeah, you can't. No, yeah. you can't pretend you're not there. <laughs> Why would you bet? But that's, I, yeah. I can see people doing that. You know, I, I was at a book signing at Barnes and Noble years ago, and it was downtown. It was by DePaul University. So, and I went there, and yeah. they knew at that time I had mainly children's books. So when I talked to the librarian, I mean, I'm not librarian, to the store owner of the, you know, the, actually the manager of Barnes and Noble, I go, where's your children's, you know, where is the section? They go, oh, we don't have a section for children's books. I go, like, what? And why am I here? <laughs> why am I here with my children's <laughs> books? You don't even have one. They didn't have one. But they just yeah. figured, oh, they'll have an author. But how unfair is that? That's ridiculous. They didn't check it out that I was a children's author. You know, and they don't have a section. Because you know how you and you're the, you're looking around, and they didn't have a section. So what you said before, to bring that back, is that it, it's the bookstore's responsibility, and they don't want to do it. They don't want to be bothered with anything because it does take time to promote it, and they don't do that anymore. No. You know, which is, which is bad. Put, they, used to put your, 
They used to put your picture in the in the window. Um, yes, the funniest things that. can yes. happen. At, the funniest stories I have are book stories, book signing stories. It's the funniest things happen. Right, and you get to meet people. And, you know, and, and I think authors love it, like you said before, and I think people, like I said before, they love, meet, you know, meeting authors is a very, it, it's fun, you know, and I think what one of the yep. problems is the world has become less fun. So I think it's yep. better to have fun than not to have fun. And, you know, and I think I we need more fun. I had a fellow through the door, sees my signs. Goes to his knees. He's got his family. That goes to his knees. Oh my God! You're here. You're here. You're my favorite author. And oh, I'm signing the nice. book. And he said, "Wait a wait a minute. You're not Robert Parker." I said, "Yeah, I'm not Robert Parker. I'm Robert Walker." <laughs> oh my God! I mean. Well, I could believe that. I could believe that happening. That's for sure. Yeah, that's the kind of funny Robert, things that happen. That is a funny thing. That I is a funny a, thing because, you I know, they're fellow, they, they fight you're coming up. I had an older gentleman. He looked like a professor come in, and his wife is following him with a with a box in her hand. And in the boxes, every author he's read. And so well, when he saw me, he, he asked me, he told his wife to look for, see if I was in the box. And I wasn't <laughs> yeah. in the box. So he bought the book because I wasn't in the box. In the box. In the box. Oh my God, <laughs> Martha, is he in the box? Yeah, yeah be in the box. Funny. You know, and it, you know, I, you know, there were a lot of different bookstores that aren't around anymore. That's the other thing. You know, bigger yeah. ones too. You know, I mean, there were. They're just not there anymore. Walden Books. That made, you know, I had a book signing at Walden. One. They were so nice. Yeah, but they don't. But they're not there. Yeah. Yeah. They. I don't know what they do. You probably have bookstores. You, do you have a lot of bookstores by you? Do you have a lot of bookstores? Yeah, the you know the Books a Million, and we still have one of those here in West Virginia. You do? Oh yeah. Yeah. And Books Marta, what about you? Do you have Marta bookstores? No, right? Uh, way if you want to go way out, yeah, about forty I minutes from here that I can find. Figured, yeah, right. Yeah. And then, we're in the middle of nowhere. Do we have any questions? Do the, uh, Did anybody digital, have digital. any questions? I still would like to know when Robert first got published and how many publishers he's been with. 1980, 1979, I sold my first book for $1,000. And it was a commercial idea. It was... Uh, Ice Age come over to Chicago. And that year, the year that I wrote it, so many people were dying of uh, storm-related deaths uh, because we had a month of sub-zero weather. Now we've got a month of over 100-degree weather. That was called sub-zero. That's about how much money I made on it. And... um, yeah. Then soon after, I sold the Daniel Webster Jackson book in 1982. And after that, I started selling regularly to uh, paperback companies throughout the 80s and 90s. I did 40 books with paperback genre, horror, and suspense books. 
um, got into the Killer Instinct series, the Edge series. I've written like ten series, separate series. Did it's you, more than did you uh, when you started? You probably, like you said before, you weren't thinking of you know how many series you would end up with. You know, I mean that's the thing. Nobody really knows. You know, like I think a lot of things that a yeah. lot of us do, we're not. We said, oh, we, we weren't thinking we were going to do it. You just it happened. You know, I, and that's yeah, why they have I, to write. I said to myself, yeah, I, thought, I said to myself, I'll never, I'll never do a vampire book because there's so many bad vampire books out there. And then I got uh, offered some money to do a vampire book, and of course I did right. it. And that's, <laughs> that started... The, that helps. That money helps. My, <laughs> that started a whole it's series. Uh, yeah. If I yeah. like the characters, I'm going to do a series. Because I don't want to leave the characters behind. You know? Right, right, and right. That series... Well, that's, that's the thing, that right. Series. And And... I think people have gotten used to that now, but certainly because of TV, there's a lot of series. You know, years ago, you know, like I still yeah. watch some soap operas myself, but because when my mother did, I did. Yeah. But I think that now, you know, people are used to series. So if you end it yeah. and it's not really ended the way they wanted it, then if you're having yeah. another one, then they're going to be looking for your next book because then they want to see about the my- characters. That, that was a horror series with the vampire. It started with vampire dreams, and it ends with vampire babies. <laughs> vampire babies? Uh, uh, do, we, do you want to talk about your – you also have it, your book. We should talk about that, you know, your writing book, just for a second. You know, what, what kind of tips you can you give people from your, from your dead-on writing? Oh, well, there you go. Got to go to a quiet room. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. There was, you know, that I, I, it's funny because when I started, uh, April Robin started Red River. And so I remembered one thing about her. She would answer, the, she lived in Texas, and she, was, she a- answered the door. Her dog was barking, and I went, oh, this is a woman that I love how she was doing her show, and I modeled myself after her, that anything could happen on a show. And I think several of the other uh, people that do shows do the same. Because it was always great. She would say, wait, hold on a second. I got to go get the door. She got the door, in the, she got the door in the middle of the show. The dogs. I had to get the dogs. Jeez. Well, we can put the Red dog on the air. Maybe the dog has something to say. <laughs> I write dogs and talk. <laughs> Nothing for me to talk to a dog. <laughs> doggy, doggy. Right. Do you want to talk a little bit about your, your writing book? I I'm ordered sorry, it today. The writing book of the craft of writing, oh, which yeah. is we don't um, talk about it enough on this show. You know, we we used to more. Actually, actually, that book uh, is a creative writing course that I. I used to teach, and I just put it in book form. You have lessons in there. You have prompts, writing prompts. You have everything I, I did in my class. So it's a classroom. It's actually better than most how-to books that I've, I've ever come across myself in terms of uh, actual useful, purposeful information. I've read Stephen King's uh, book on writing, and it's like, it's just a 
It doesn't really help. <laughs> you know, I saw something on a ch- I, I saw something on a chat, and in your book, uh, you know, I'm just scrolling down, which says, allow yourself plenty of space to write di- pages of dialogue you may never use. I saw somebody on Facebook, they were talking, yeah. uh, they were qu- asking a question about, somebody said to her, she had too much dialogue. And I'm a dialogue writer. I mean, I, that's who I, because I, yeah. I write screenplays, so I like dialogue. So do you think there's a, a reason why some people don't want to write dialogue? Or the reason is, or the fact, is there ever too much dialogue? I mean, I think dialogue works for a lot of people. And I, and I felt bad for the author that was asking that. I, I go back and look at a lot of the narratives and ask myself, can I put that in dialogue? Because the narrative just slows things down. I was at a conference and this woman at the on the panel says dialogue is um, kills the action, and I, I I had to shout, no dialogue is action. Yes. And yeah. I took her to task for that, even though she was on the panel and I was in the crowd. <laughs> Yeah, well, because it is, it is, and that's, you know, when I, I felt bad for this woman, I, I probably should go back, she was, because she was really, you know, that's the other thing. The reason I'm trying to open a chat like this now, and I'm hoping we can get this where people will call in, but because... I do a have a group, question from Facebook. Okay, right, let me, Okay, let me just say one thing. So the thing about it is, is that people ask questions, and they don't get a great answer. And then they're feeling bad yep. about their work. So if anybody yep. listening has a question and ever wants it answered on any of my shows, just let me know and I will bring it up on the show. Because as we all know, I just don't have questions, so that could be a question no. I would ask somebody. Because that's the problem, the bad advice that's out there. So uh, you have a question? Go ahead. Um, Kathy is asking, what do you think is the key to your success as a writer, Robert? Oh, um, perseverance. Yeah. Because you get yeah. so many rugs put up from under you. You think, yeah. uh, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm going to make it with this publisher. And, and the publisher, a year later, after they finally get around to publishing the work, they're not interested anymore. It's, it's a weird, yeah. weird thing. It is weird. Yeah, that phenomenon. is true. That's true. Also, right. you get orphaned. You know, your editor leaves, and nobody else even knows you're there. It's so strange. Um, and if you can't get another editor in the house, or, or you get a bad editor in the house, uh, it just falls apart. Yeah. And actually, that's why yeah. I like indie publishing. I'm the editor. I'm the publisher. I control the cover. You're the boss. Right. The, You're the boss. Yeah. My, There's nothing I wrong about my being son the boss. Graphic. Yeah, Steve does, my son Steve does the covers for me, uh, beautiful covers, being a graphic artist. Uh, I, I can choose I can choose to do it, do it all, you know, self-editing, and I can, I can find an editor. Uh, off, you know, alpha editor. Um, I've got a great one up in Canada, and she loves me because this is her. She, she's bedridden with problems, and this is something she looks forward to. That's good. And, um, 
So and I, I met her. And she has Facebook. work to do. And she has work to do. That's great. She's probably yeah. thrilled. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's what Harrison Ford said. I just want to work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> Right. That's what he said. Yeah, I saw him I on Chris Wall. He was on Chris Wallace talking about that. He doesn't, you know, he wants yeah. to work. He wants to keep working. And that's a good thing. Yeah. It's a wonderful thing. Because, oh, you know, like and to... that is the difference. That's the difference now. Because of all the series, they have people that normally wouldn't yeah. even be getting acting jobs anymore because they were older. The and further, now they're all the in further, series. The further answer that question. IQ is one thing, but PQ is more important than his perseverance quotient. That's what I call it. The what? Yeah. yeah. Perse- perseverance quotient instead of IQ, PQ. Yeah. You had to have perseverance. PQ. Yes. Perseverance. You have to do yeah. Yes, you have to because you know what? If you don't, you know, you can, you have to keep going. If you don't, then you're never going to know how successful you would have been or that your work isn't out there. And I have told people before, if you have books or screenplays, like I've done, that the screenplay was maybe option but didn't sell, start writing it as a book because you have control then. At least your story gets out there and it's not in a drawer because you know how many people have died and their, their work is in drawers. It's better to put it in a book. You know, I think it's a scripts because you know you you also write about scripts, the economy of words, and uh, yeah. I think for me, I became a better writer I, when I do books now because I can edit myself out because I did scripts. I don't put a lot of maybe I'm not as descriptive as I should be, but that's because I was a script writer and the dialogue comes out and not so much narrative which can go either way yeah. depending on the writer. But we all have our own style. Do you want to talk a little bit about your I, own style? Style. That's why I go I go back and look at the narrative very carefully and the narrative narrative can go on for paragraphs and paragraphs and I say, Why why can't I put this in dialogue, what he's talking about? And um and rewriting then, is writing. Yeah. I tell people if they're looking to uh, know how to write dialogue, just put two people or three people in a room and start a conversation, and then you have dialogue. Around a cracker barrel. And you put just go for it. <laughs> talk about it. Or, or you know yeah. what, or put, your, put a family at a table, and you have an issue already. Yep. <laughs> put like a Thanksgiving yep. dinner, Christmas, whatever dinner. Just put them there and... You have a, a really good, you have a story because the way they react to each other is exactly that, how you can see stories that, that, formed. That scene can be anywhere in the book. It doesn't have to be uh, scene one or chapter right. one. Right. It, but you can have them talking about the, the terrible issues that they're facing. Yeah. Um, it could, could be chapter one. But uh, yep. the issue, they, they they can discuss the issues. Um, but I always say uh, start in the middle of action. Uh, another thing about uh, dialogue, it has two purposes. One is to reveal character and how they say what and what they do. Yeah. And the other issue about dialogue, does it move the story along? So yeah. does it reveal character? Does it move the character? 
the story forward. I call it the forward-moving dynamo of the story. You know, know, years ago, when people would write, like now, do you feel that it's, like, let's say um, you're writing a story from the 60s or 70s. If you write a story now, like, let's say it's a mystery, thriller, Mm -hmm. whatever, you can, like, a lot of times the police, whatever, they can find out so much fast. But I don't think people realize when you're writing a story from the 60s or even 70s, that it takes a while for that story because you don't have it. You can't find all this information. The police have to find it. It's not yeah. like a one you put something out there and everybody knows. So, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. How do you think people can dis- make a difference where if they want to write something? See, it's not really historical, but they call it now if it's 60s, the historical, but people really like that period of yeah. time. How do you yeah. feel about that going back in time for people? Yeah, you have to forget about telephones, uh, I mean, right. uh, iPhones, and uh, they they also have problems with DNA. They, they would yeah, probably not right. have DNA. Right. So you'd, right. Have to, you'd have to write it like almost like a PI, uh, you know, right. um, noir kind of story. I've, right. I've done one of those, and... and um, Kind of found found it difficult because of that. Well, because you, to, you know you can find out t- things so fast period. now. Yes, because right now if you do something, you could go, find out fast. I think it's easier to go back to the 1800s uh, than to go back to 1960. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that's right. No, I we I had a lot of historical. I've not written historical. You know, I don't know that I'll take that on because mm-hmm. I think the historical, you can't be wrong. People are so intense. Yeah. If you make a mistake on a word, on a, a article of clothing, out of a room, they know it. Yeah. Historical readers yeah, those know kind of it. De- yeah, you almost, you almost want to stay away from those kind of details and just right. tell the story. In my, in my um, city for ransom, uh, uh, nobody swore like we do today. Um, right. This is true. I, I didn't want to use all that. Uh, and some of the TV shows that go back to that time, that's a, I'm thinking, who would be using that kind of language at that yeah. time of period, yeah. that period of time? And so, like, bulls, bull, um, bulls, bull S, uh, I changed to bull swallop. Bulls, bulls swallop. I just came up yeah, with when my you own. do things on TV now, aren't you shocked about some of the things that they on you know go on there? I mean, yeah, it like, is shocking, very shocking. Like Even hours. if you're an erotic writer or whatever, it's shocking to see it on TV. I saw Forty Eight Hours when it came out so many years ago, and I said, "Yeah, I was so annoyed by the by the f words used so much, I I couldn't I couldn't swallow it. I couldn't take it." And now, yeah, now it's even worse. Now, right? yeah. I mean, now they just go berserk. I, you know, I remember when Basic Instinct came out. Uh, I was just talking to somebody about that with Sharon Stone. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it was so, it was 
it was a phenomenon because they made it that way. Because what happened is it came out, and then every people, a lot of groups were saying, "Oh, we don't want to see this, we don't want to see that." It was such a success, you know. And yeah. but because people had to see what they didn't want to see, but they saw it anyway. And it's a very <laughs> popular movie to this day. Yeah, and it's, we, and it's not as much sex as they have now. It's nothing like they have yeah. now. It's been normalized, you know. Right. A, a lot's been normalized. It shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. Well, right, because there are kids uh, and there, there are kids watching. Yeah, and it's kind of like you know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot for kids to take on. You know, people don't realize this. You yeah. know, sometimes when you're a young teenager or whatever, you know, some of the things that they have on, it's a lot to take. You know. You, people don't realize how much information is out there that kids actually don't understand, yeah. but they pretend they do sure. because their friends do. Yeah. And they're in the There's dark. Certain authorities. Um, yeah. Can I ask a question? Of course. Sure. What do you mean? I'd like to know. You, you know, it's Marta. I'd like, well, I'd like to ask a question of both of you. Um, okay. we, you were speaking about dialogue moving the story along, and yeah. both of you were. What mm-hmm. do you think about, okay, a person's alone and yeah. their thinking? Yeah, I have seen and like the that the killer. The, yeah. The thinking, can the thinking move the story along also? Oh, yeah, it can reveal character, yeah. too. Um, yeah, yeah. I've had, I, you know what? I've yeah. had probably more more than one story where the eagle guy is staring at the, in the mirror and, he, and thinking and speaking to himself. Right. And uh, yeah. wondering why he, do, why, right. why he does what he does. <laughs> And you know what? And that is so true because I once said, I, I have said this many times to my husband and different people. I go, because I do feel like in a lot of stories, when they look in the mirror, they're looking at themselves mm-hmm. because usually they can't, they go like, what the hell was I thinking? Or what was I thinking? Because, and there's a lot of movies and shows that that's what they do because that is a conversation. Like you're yeah. asking, that is. And why did, I, looking at why did I do what I did? <laughs> right, right. And why did I do what I, I did? Or even why if they're I walking do? down the street and they're thinking about how things yeah. used to be and what they are right. now, that's still moving the story ahead even though they're not looking in yeah. the mirror. They're yeah, looking well, at yeah. something it's else. Story. It's like backstory. It's like backstory because, you know, on yeah. a lot of the movies now, I think, Robert, you might say the same thing, is that a lot of the movies, you know, there's so much, well, you know, years ago they didn't used to say all this backstory. Now we have so much backstory and we have so much trouble watching TV sometimes. You're going like, well, when was that from? Was that from now or was that from 10 years ago? And when you're seeing it on TV, you see that. But Robert, wouldn't you think it's weird, though, no. that people can't figure it out now? Because that's a very difficult thing sometimes when people are thinking. Like, when were you thinking this? Is that what you're saying, Meredith? Yeah, like, my, when, we, when were they doing Yeah, in my city for Ransom and the sequels, 
they killed that one off too at that three books and I had to continue it on uh, digital and now it's like seven books um, and he always Chicago was his his he, they belonged to him and so much changed so much quickly and they brought in the, the fair the Chicago Chicago fair 1893 and the the city is slipping out of his grip he's a he's a detective right and so much is changing he can't deal with it it's part of him part of of his character but it's also the backdrop yeah yeah Yeah. that's cool I I enjoyed a lot has changed you know, in everything, I has, like to be, some, everything has to be. Yeah, go ahead. We we need to sift everything through the mind of the main character, what he sees, what he smells, what he hears, yeah, what he feels. Yeah, we yeah, that's, that, yeah. We, we sometimes lose that. It's important. It's important. Back, it rewrite. Yeah. You know, sometimes what I used to do is opportunity. Oh, rewriting is everything. Rewriting. Oh my God. Get you back to. Oh, wait a minute. He had a yeah. he had a cane. What is it? Where's the cane? <laughs> right, right now. Now he's running. How we lost the dog. We lost the dog. Whole dog. You know, I, there's an old there's an older movie. Actually, it's on cable now, and it was a book. It's called Independent Woman, and what she did at the Sally Field played it, and the it was all through letters. You know, and uh, I think if a person wants, I've done this before, if a person really wants to get to, I think, the heart of what's bothering them, if they write a letter, I think in a letter Hmm. you sometimes say the truth where you might not say it, but when you start to write it, you figure things out. Just writing a letter about your character, you know, to figure out why they're doing something. And it somehow comes out. I don't know how that works, but it does work for me. it's the hand. The hand is with a pencil or a pen in it. The hand is a visible extension of the brain. Yep. That's how it happens. Yes, I think. That and I tell true. my students, you tell, you tell your students that um, if you write it, you can remember it. If you write it, it becomes real. Yeah. Are you talking uh, about yeah. like by hand, by writing a note? By hand. Yeah. 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 See, that's It's true. like you wake up in the you, middle of the night. That's what I do. You wake up in the middle of the night and <laughs> jot, jot down one word. Yep, that's what I do. In the middle of 3 o'clock in the morning, it's, you jot down one word from your dream, you'll remember the whole right. thing the next day. I know. I do that, too. I had a dream the other – I had a dream, and I it was really weird. And so I do the same. I like I write one sentence, and then if I write the sentence, then I remember the dream. If I don't write it, forget it. It's gone. It's disappeared forever. Yeah, a psychiatrist told me to do that. And I really? had reams and reams. When I woke up, uh, I wrote the whole dream down. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. See, that's it's, I know. There's it so, began many, to scare so many me, different so ways. I stopped, I stopped doing it because you? it began to scare me too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of, that is kind of scary. <laughs> I know. 
My dreams sometimes, you know, sometimes I feel like I, you know, and I'd like to have if anybody's out there that wants to be on a show, that wants to talk about dreams or things like that, I would like to have that guest on the show because I think that's such an interesting yeah. concept of what, how we really think and what they mean, you know. Because sometimes yeah. I have a dream and then I do, I do look it up now. I go like, well, what does that mean? I'm very superstitious, so I always look up things. They like, is that a bad sign or a good sign? But then I love when they go, well, it could be a bad sign, but then again, it might be a good sign. I go, well, all right, that works for me. If it's good or bad, who knows? You know, any yeah, other I read questions, a book Marta? Once, uh, go ahead. I'm what? Kidding. No, well, I was no, be compensating. They can? Dreams they can oh, be very, really? very interesting. I, love, I, 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 I dream I, premonition. Yeah. I dream premonitions. Yeah, I don't know. I do. I don't think so. I, I don't want to. My dreams, I hope they never are premonitions. <laughs> I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, my characters are also superstitious, too, so what can I say? You know, <laughs> look, a lot of us comes out in our writing, even though we don't think it does. But it does. You know, over years, you realize that some of your characters, not the murderers or things like that, but some of the characteristics are things that we might do. You know, they, they appear. And you don't know sometimes, you know. And then I, people have yeah, mentioned your, things to me. Yeah. yeah give you your killer uh, some deep, a dog or a pet, a parrot or something. But your killer yeah. still has to be human. See, that's the thing, right? They have to have something redeeming. You know, however, yeah. there are some people in life that have nothing, nothing good about them, which is never good. So you're right. You give it, if you give them a dog, you want to see like the most horrible, uh, like a horrible character that's killing people, but then if they have a dog, it's a big yeah. deal really, to them. Like even Sopranos, he had those the little ducks in the pond, in his pool or whatever. He That, he, yeah. that relaxed him. <laughs> After he probably killed somebody, yep. that relaxed him. You know, that's, that's a good way to look that, at it. That was right. a great show. So, yes. I'd, any more questions, Marta? And, you know, I'm... We'll try to get it next time, more questions. You know, it is hard to get people to chat, you know, and to ask. Yeah, I, I sent it out to every everybody I knew, you know. Yeah, people are afraid Nobody they called. don't want to ask a question. Well, so if they if they have questions, they can always email me or Marta or whatever, and then we'll talk about it on a show for them. If we don't talk about the same show, um, might want to that. That or we can um, have another show later in the day. Yeah. Is the, this, you know, I think this show, which good. might be better. Yeah. Will this well, show be available to? Yes, it will be. Oh yeah, it's going to be on podcast after that. Yes, it'll be live. I mean, it's live now, and it will be on demand and on iTunes. I'll send you the link again because they'll, okay. they'll let me know when it's ready. But okay, Robert, everybody can I've find you where. Do you want to say tell where yeah, they can find you? Or we'll just... send it out to me. Okay, that's good. I have a lot of followers. We I'll like followers. <laughs> we definitely like followers. That's a must, I know. So um, got thank 5, you so 000, much for 5, coming 000. on. You do? Okay, I appreciate it. I enjoyed it. Okay, and it's been fun. And I'm really yeah, sorry I'm yeah. late. I was late. I really, my <laughs> clock jumped behind, yeah. backwards. Okay. It's doing its own thing these days. You're always welcome to come on, you know, if you want to promote anything or you just want to join one of the shows, feel free to, you know, let me know. 
it's open, our shows are open, okay. you know. I mean, that we do different subjects and things like that, but I think we're going to do more like this, you know, open. So, you know, panel discussions. I have panel discussions, but maybe you'd like to be on one because it's always good to hear what successful authors are really thinking. And a lot of it, we, we, we all think similar. And, you know, we're not the same, but when we're writers, like you said before, with, with genres, we it's just we're writers, that's all. Not the genre we write; it's how we. It's that we're yes. writers. Hey, two Thank you so up. much for. You can get out of the okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. What was that? You got a moment. Yeah, got a moment? sure. Two things you can get out of a grammar book that's useful. The difference between absolutes and uh, modifiers. Um, you look up that two pages about absolutes. And metaphors, different, very different. Absolutes are what you need in the fiction. Um, and uh, passive, active voice. People like only four pages on it, but it'll teach you more than anything about writing fiction. Okay. Yeah. And you have to write fiction. You have to write, though. You can't just you know, say you want to write. You have to write. And if you can't, if you don't want to write on the computer, just pick up a pad of paper and write. You know, my mind works best writing on a pad of paper, and then I put it, you know, I just think better. I don't know why that is, but that, you know, everybody has their own thing, you know, and I think a lot of people, you know, don't realize that they might write pretty good on a pad of paper because it's, it's very freeing. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah, I think it's a very freeing experience. And then you're not tempted to be on Facebook or anything else. That's because your hand, your hand is necessary. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like that thought. You, yeah, that's a good thought. I, I cut great that thought. out and cut the middleman out and go right to the computer. Yeah, yeah well, right. That's how I can because, do some you know, <laughs> Right. Well, yes, you know, uh, because let's just face it, it really is great to have, you know, spell check and all those things that – really matter and so but even with spell check people need an editor so you know that's the thing editing number one i think yeah it's not edited it's not right and i i I, i'm not an editor but i know i need one that's why how do you feel about beta readers uh, alpha beta beta readers beta readers I think anybody you that my- you can get to uh, look over your work uh, is great. I, I don't like beta before readers you, myself. I don't. Before you publish. I, yeah, I, I don't really like it. I like my editor to know, and I just, I don't like beta readers. You know, I know a lot of people have them. I just don't love it because I just think sometimes, you know, if you have 10 people telling you 10 different things, it's going to change how your book is. If you keep changing it, yep. you know, I feel. I like the you alpha, know, I think, alpha reader. They know something. Usually right. alpha but readers are pretty good, pretty good editors. Yeah. But then again, sometimes they don't have your same thought process. They don't, you know, we all think differently. And if they change something, once you start changing paragraphs, you start changing the story. Yeah. You know, and that's with the screenplay, too, because I could work for, I could sometimes have written uh, 50 on a one one 
dialogue for one character. I could have done it 50 <laughs> times till I get that word right because that character has to talk the way I think they talk, not just say words. So for me, if people start telling me things, um, I you have to start changing everything. Because if your character makes a shift, then it shifts everything yep. that you've written, I think. you know. Yep. So, Marta, do you like beta readers? How do you feel? I actually haven't had any yet. I, okay. Um, right. Other than my editor, I have not. Well, that, that's tried what that. I do. I don't. I don't do. I don't because I just feel like the story's the story, and the story. Well, my husband fixed. sometimes, been well, sometimes, but once in a while, if I can get him to, he's not. He's not a big reader. He got kind of out of it um, when he had eye trouble, and now that he well, can see good, he's kind of out of it. I like audiobooks. Everybody knows I love them, and I say it all the time, and most of the people on my show do not like audiobooks, but I love them because I learn from audiobooks. I like to hear. That's maybe how I learn, you know, from dialogue. That's me. You know, everybody has their own style of what's good for them, you know. But everybody... Actually, I've sold five audiobooks this month, which I was surprised. Yeah. Well, I I listen to it. It's a good... uh, my yeah, it's a good audio It's a good one. Yeah, it's good. Great. Yeah, it's a good voice. Yeah. You put out a video for it, so that was good, you know. And um, mm-hmm. the cover's beautiful. And I can see that. I can see that becoming a Disney movie. Yeah. See, I you know, um, should I say what I thought, Marta, or no? Should do it? Should I ask that question? Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So I I thought Marta on her book. I think this is a very good book that a parent could read their child for a bedtime story, and I think I'm a little <laughs> older, you know, and I I think that they would like a story like that. What do you think, Robert? Who do you think? She's talking Marta about is? mice. The mice. Talking to you, Marta. Did you hear that or not? No. Is what category would you put Marta's book in? Um, um, middle age, middle middle child, or middle reader. Yeah, middle reader. they could be or, read yeah. read to a three year old. That's what I think. That see, that's what I thought. Right, I think she should put it in a children's um, literature because I think a parent could read that story, and it's it's a, sometimes it's a little longer only for the kids. You know, you don't want to be up that long, so you, you could read it a couple of times. It you could know, be like a picture. It, it could be a series of picture books, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I, I think so. That's what I think. Okay. Marta? I don't know if a graphic artist would want to do a series, a huge series of pictures, so. Well, no, I think no, but well, I think see, you could. But I think yours is a good read aloud book for a parent for sure. That's a, a read aloud bedtime story. Which is aren't isn't that why we're going to have story time, ladies? Oh yes, all right, okay. We are going to. I was going to ask Vicky that when she was on the phone, but I think we're going to start a new uh, series of shows. It's going to be called Storybook Ladies, and it's um, for children's books because I think uh, we had that show years ago. I had it like. 13 years ago, where we read children's books out loud, and then parents could let them, but we're going to put them on YouTube. So I think uh, if anybody's interested in their children's book being read, or if they want to be a reader, 
that's why we're going to call it Storybook Ladies or Men. Well, maybe we'll have to do that. It, it could be another thing. Oh, my. We could have ladies and gents. Or grandparents, whatever. But I think, you know, I think it's good that kids sometimes might be on YouTube and they might listen to it and parents could let their kids listen to the story. I think it's a really good learning experience. For kids, that's audiobooks. They're not thrilled, but they should be. Parents, I think, should be letting their kids listen because some kids learn better when they're listening than they do when they're reading. You know, I do. I, uh, you know. Many of, many of my history books are 12 and up. You know, I always wrote them 12 and my up. grandparents reading. Yeah. You did? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Marta, I think that would be you know, a um, thing for you to, yeah. I think that'd be good all for Marta's book. Historic, all of mine Historical. are just historic, uh, historic yeah. moments like uh, Revolutionary War, Civil War, yeah. Underground Railroad. Right. Kids need to know about yeah. all those things. And I do think, you know, Arrival. I think kids, you know, right. you, you see a lot of times people reading, you know, sometimes it's a very soothing thing for people if they're ill or something for somebody to read a book to. Then I've seen that on TV a lot. They they seem to do that. It's kind of a relaxing if somebody reads to you. So we're going to try doing sorry, but yeah. lady for children's books. But I think we're going to make some changes in some of the things I'm doing. We're going to add new things because life goes on and we have to keep moving, right? So we'll be still be yeah. doing regular shows, but. You know, the time doesn't matter as much because most of the people are listening on uh, demand. They're not listening live. live you know, it would. I try to do that, and I do think uh, it would be great um, to have them live. But that's what TikTok does a lot. Of, everybody's mm-hmm. live, but, you know. So I think those are things that are yeah. new now that are changing. So I thank you very much for being on the show, and Marta, thank you, and everybody have a great day. Appreciate it. And and you're always welcome to come on again. So thank you. I appreciate it. We learned that, a lot today. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Thank, All right. Take care, everybody. Me. You're welcome. Take Bye-bye. Care. Thank you Bye-bye. very much, Marsha. Okay. Bye-bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. Yeah.